This is the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. In this episode, Adam and Slava discuss strategies around hosting effective staff meetings. Welcome to the Effective Engineering Manager Podcast. Hello, Slava. It's your time today. What would you like to talk about? Today, I'd like to talk about staff meetings. We are going to share what staff meetings are, why they're important, uh, how frequently you should run them, and uh, how, to, how to make them effective. And uh, in the end, we'll provide a checklist that our listeners can use to start running effective staff meetings. Yeah, I think this is a great topic, and, and it's actually something that I've embraced more and more over the years, uh, seeing how effectively staff meetings are, especially in the context of agile teams, where you know, agile teams are meant to report on work that's going on, but staff meetings really have a slightly different purpose. And often for your senior managers or senior staff to really get together and strategize and really make sure everything strategically is moving along. So I think it definitely has a great purpose and a great topic to discuss. So why don't you tell us what are staff meetings and why should we have them? Yes, uh, staff meetings are the meetings that managers of managers run on a regular basis. A staff meeting has uh, three important goals. Number one, uh, keep your team accountable for their deliverables, uh, for you to stay on top of everything the team is doing, and three, provide a platform uh, to sync up on things the team couldn't discuss outside of the meeting, and fourth is uh, to share our organizational updates. And uh, uh, these uh, three main goals uh, drive the agenda of the meeting. And the first item on the agenda must be uh, where your team reports on the status of projects and programs in flight. And those are that their own, or uh, we'll call them a project updates for short. And to facilitate the reporting, I found uh, creating a shared online document called Project Status Update to be very effective. And the team prepares the updates to their parts uh, one day ahead of the staff meeting. And uh, let's talk about what, what is the format of the uh, project status update document. It consists of a spreadsheet uh, with columns status, green, yellow, red, project name, essential links, uh, such as uh, top-level uh, links in the issue tracker for the project, uh, a project owner, uh, status update, uh, next milestone, and uh, uh, the target date for the next milestone, and the last column is uh, target GA date. And uh, uh, your direct reports uh, set the status column for their projects to green if a project is on track. And uh, in this case, the status update uh, must contain a description of the change in the product project status since the last staff meeting. Maybe things that were done, progress made. Uh, the next milestone and the target milestone date must contain your direct reports, expect, uh, expectations for what they're going to be delivering uh, next and by when. And uh, the target uh, GA date or general availability date is uh, usually the project's target end date, right? And by the way, the GA date may be uncommitted and uh, it's, it's, it's okay uh, because sometimes we have projects which are you know uh, driven by scope than by uh, the date. Uh, but if the pro, if the J date is not committed and it's more of aspirational, uh, that should be 
clearly called out um, in the notes for the uh, for the status, right? So now what GA day means for uh, different teams, it depends on the company and the team, right? Most of the times it's uh, it's when the code hits the production, and uh, I strongly recommend uh, having the target GA date because project proje project or projects without a date tend to be late. Now, if uh, a project is at risk to be late, uh, the project owner must mark the status yellow, right? And uh, in addition to the uh, standard update uh, reported for the project, uh, the status update must also contain a clear explanation why the project is in yellow status, why is it at risk, right? And uh, it should contain a statement of what the manager is doing or planning to do to put it back on track. And I recommend uh, training your direct reports to start the sentence for yellow projects with, as, uh, with this, this phrase, the project is yellow because, and then it followed by the, uh, what they're doing to fix the issue. Now, if the project is late and is known not to meet uh, the target uh, J date, the project owner must mark it red. Right? And just like with projects in yellow state, the project owner must provide a clear explanation why the project is red, how and why it gotten there, and what the manager is doing or planning to do to put it back on track. And I recommend managers to pay special attention to projects that are at risk of being late or even already late. And uh, I really encourage you guys to do a deep dive into the uh, plan to address the risk. And, uh, and leaning into the developing your own clear understanding why the plan to fix the issue is solid, right? And if you don't feel that the plan is good uh, or adequate, uh, politely ask your direct to work more on addressing the risk and ask them to update you by the next day on the plan. So, uh, and when it comes to the late projects, uh, do ask your direct reports if they uh, need your help. And if they, if they do need your help, uh, do everything you can do to help. Yeah, th thanks Lava for laying this out this way. I, I think this is a great set of rules to follow for how you're tracking these projects. Um, I think too often we get mired into, um, we, we get too mired into the semantics of, tr of tracking things and we have multiple stakeholders that we, we don't really take the time internally amongst our core organization to really track progress, right? Because we just kind of assume everybody is doing their part. But I think laying it out this way and, and making it a big part of the staff meeting and preparation for that really keeps really keeps uh, a sync across your management team, which I think is important. So now that we've talked about the structure of the team status document, how do you effectively run the actual staff meeting itself? Yes, uh, good question. So uh, when the meeting starts, uh, just ask the team to uh, go project by project and uh, read, uh, actually explicitly read through their statuses until uh, the update is complete. And uh, uh, I suggest encouraging your direct reports to ask questions on the status of the projects as the meeting goes. And my experience is that uh, the team always finds uh, something to talk about. And this is good because uh, it creates this uh, deeper 
shared understanding of uh, what the team is doing as a whole for the team, right? As, as for the frequency of updates, uh, personally, I recommend running staff meetings weekly on Monday around uh, 10 in the morning. And uh, the main reason is that uh, your team had time to sleep on the events of the previous week and uh, they have an hour or two to prepare their updates. And uh, when scheduling the meeting, set aside at least an hour. Depending on the project load, your staff meeting may need even more than an hour. Yeah, I like that. I actually uh, am a big fan of doing staff meetings on Mondays. Um, I've tried it a variety of different days of the week and thinking about that. But I think you bring up a very good point that uh, two things. You do want to have time to sleep on things of the week and digest it and allow your your managers and leaders to you know process the week that happened, close it out themselves before really preparing a report into the next week, right? Giving them some breathing room and, and some space to really think about things, especially things that might be in flight that you know may need to communicate in a certain way. And I also think that um, doing it on Mondays is is important because it really sets the energy for the week. Uh, you know, a lot of times after a weekend, um, you come in and it's hard to get that orientation to move forward into the week. Um, I've actually started to build a habit of making Mondays one of my, uh, as a manager, kind of my open days for working and and really just collecting things that I want to get done that week. And I think having a staff meeting in, in during that during that day really makes a big difference in how well the week ultimately goes after that. So I think that's a good idea. Um, let's talk about who should participate in staff meetings. Um, you know, you mentioned managers uh, participating. Um, how would what does the composition of these meetings look like, and how are they really different from daily standups? Right. Uh, so there's a uh, there's a big difference, right, between uh, standups and uh, staff meetings, and uh, the staff meetings. Uh, run by uh, managers of managers. So I suggest uh, limiting your staff meetings to your direct reports. And it may be tempting to invite the skip level folks because of course they have more detailed information, but this will make your direct reports lazy, right? And it's better if your direct reports maintain their own uh, deep understanding of what their own teams are doing. And if you look at the daily stand-ups, uh, they're usually run by the frontline engineering managers who are running scrums, right? And uh, those are much more lightweight than compared to staff meetings. They're usually, they must stay usually under 30 minutes, even less sometimes. And the format, of course, is very different. So are staff meetings a replacement for cross-functional collaboration between meetings across teams? Yes, uh, and it's a good question, and uh, and I've seen uh, teams waiting until the staff meeting to discuss cross-functional stuff, and this this is certainly not the idea behind the uh, staff meeting, right? Staff meetings are not a replacement for cross-functional collaboration happening throughout the week. Staff meetings are about keeping your team accountable uh, through them self-reporting on statuses of the projects they own. And the staff meeting usually does have a second item on the agenda where you open the floor to the cross-functional, cross-team discussions. But those are usually arise 
from the new information that team learned in the first part, right? So it's still okay for your direct reports to have a catch up conversations that they couldn't have during the week. And this is, this is, if this is happening, this is great. It means that the team is working. Now, if you do see that the team is using your staff meeting as a main platform for collaboration, uh, you would, I would suggest guiding your team to do cross-functional work uh, and collaboration in real time throughout the week rather than waiting for a week. Yeah, I think that's an outstanding point as well and, and separating them. I agree, cross-functional collaboration should, always, should be happening continuously and as needed. So I think that's a good distinction. Um, so Slava, who prepares the template for the week's project status update? How do we get to that point? It's a good question because the project status update must be created anew each week uh, so that uh, you can go back and see how things evolved over time if necessary. And I recommend rotating this responsibility on a, a per, per quarter basis. Uh, whoever is on point must prepare a new update from the previous one a day, or maybe even a couple of days before the staff meeting. And it's just as easy as a cut and paste uh, of the table uh, from the previous uh, week, but they do need to clear the dynamic parts such as status and status update and, uh, and milestones, right? Uh, and uh, one of the uh, uh, pro tips is uh, as the meeting progresses, I suggest watching for uh, the milestones and the dates for the milestones which are still ended up being in the past because it means that uh, the manager did not think about what's next, right? So, and I suggest uh, calling them out and uh, asking your direct reports to bring those up to date. Great way to keep the team honest, for sure. Uh, what if your team member is absent? For example, if they're on vacation or in PTO? I recommend uh, uh, guiding your team to dedicate a substitute uh, for the duration of their absence. And by the way, it's a, it's a general it's generally it's a good practice anyway to have a substitute while you're absent, right? And uh, uh, usually the individual individual must be someone who is uh, already in the lead role because they have uh, the best situational awareness. And uh, your direct report, uh, you know, should prepare them on what what to do, how to manage, or how to you know how to prepare for the staff meeting, what to communicate and forward the meeting invite uh, to them so that they're representing their team uh, while the manager is absent. And what about delegation of the staff meeting itself, who's running it? Is that, is that a good idea? Uh, yes, uh, it's a great idea. Uh, and you can and should delegate running your staff meetings uh, to your direct reports occasionally. And the main reason is that it develops your direct uh, skills of running the staff meeting in your absence. and. Uh, and also prepares them for times when they will be running their own staff meetings in the future. And second, uh, your team develops uh, confidence in their ability to collaborate and run autonomously. And third, it allows you to build your own confidence in the team that they can take care of themselves when you must take a break. Now, after run, you run your staff meeting for months, couple of months ideally, you can start delegating every other meeting by rotating uh, the meeting ownership. And I suggest uh, joining the few first few delegated meetings as an observer, uh, take notes and uh, provide guidance to the temporary meeting owner after the meeting on how to make things better. 
And also, when you delegate, uh, give the team a heads up on that one of them will be running your staff meeting that time. And uh, it's still worth mentioning that, in general, uh, your staff meeting is one of the few meetings you should not miss, even if you are delegating, because uh, this is when you maintain your own situational awareness, right? And sometimes you just don't have a choice. Uh, sometimes your boss may step on your schedule and or you're going to be on vacation. And even then, you know, make sure that the, t the meeting, you know, keeps, keeps running by delegating it. And what about content for the staff meeting invite? How do you, how do you convey what your in, invitees to that meeting need to do to prepare or know about for the agenda? Uh, the content of the invite is not very much different from uh, our previous guidance on the effective meetings that we had a, a podcast on that already somewhere, you know, maybe I don't remember anymore, more than a year ago, right? But uh, let's talk about it. So it's not, not much different. And uh, here's the template for don't make me think staff meeting invite. Number one, uh, limit the invite uh, to your direct reports if possible. Uh, set the clear subject line. Uh, a good example is Adam's weekly staff meeting. Third, uh, provide the goal uh, section to include uh, get on the same page on what the team is working on. Uh, fourth, uh, provide the agenda section to include one uh, project status update, two cross-functional cross sync up, and three organizational updates. Number five, provide the preparation section to include uh, things such as a status tracker that uh, points to this online document and provide any extra links such as uh, Teams homepage and wiki, uh, links to projects in flight and all the good stuff, whatever the team is gonna be benefiting when preparing. And last, uh, number six is uh, provide a, a teleconference URL uh, for those who will be joining uh, the meeting remotely. And uh, one more thing, uh, do take notes of action items and share them uh, with the team after the meeting. Awesome, Slava. This, I think, is really great guidance and really good advice. And it's, it's something that is very practical. You can just start using tomorrow. So to help our listeners, could you give them a checklist for how they can run effective staff meetings? Uh, yes, um, here it is. Uh, first, uh, create a project status tracker, educate the team on self-reporting. Second, create an effective staff meeting invite. Uh, run your meeting weekly at around uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Fourth, limit the meeting invite to your directs. Fifth, rotate updating the project status template on a quarterly basis. Uh, sixth, uh, dive deep into projects at risk and follow up outside of the staff meeting. Seven, uh, share organizational updates in the end of the staff meeting. Eight, delegate uh, to your uh, team to develop their skills running staff meetings. And nine, share action items with your team after your staff meeting is over. Well, that's outstanding, Slava. Really great guidance for running effective staff meetings. Uh, this is great stuff. Uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, more good stuff is coming. Mm -hmm.